Hi, everyone. This is Jack, co-host of the Summer Reading Podcast, coming at you live, not live, but not dead either, far in the future, before we even start to tell you that we like to swear. It's an explicit podcast. It's not crazy, uh, but we do say bad words, you know, like fooey, and we call each other cur a lot, like almost nonstop, and uh, what have you. We're good for a good what have you here uh, here and there. So just so you know, if you want to protect your, your delicate paper ears from uh, our, our cutting remarks, um, just be aware of that. So uh, sit back or, I don't know, go for a jog, whatever you do when you listen to podcasts. I'm not your dad. I could be. We don't know. Pretty sure I'm not. Send me a letter. Coming up on the Summer Reading Podcast. Uh, and, and, and when she's, she's like, okay, so this guy, he jumps out of a helicopter in it. Into the ocean, breaks his legs, swims to shore, he's fine, and he's an English professor? Oh my god. Welcome to the Summer Reading Podcast, the podcast where a professor and a librarian read and review all of the books you were assigned in English class. I am your professor. My name is Jack. My pronouns are he, him. And I am your librarian. My name is Marty, and my pronouns are she, her. Um, And welcome to the beginning of our little theater unit. <gasps> yes! The next four episodes, all theater, all the time. Woo. And today we are starting out with... Uh, I've said one of the most famous plays. Mm -hmm. Is that safe to say? Can we say that? Yeah, let's say it. Say what the hell? The we say a lot plays? of things. <laughs> <laughs> the Importance of Being Earnest by Oscar Wilde. Uh, but before we get into that, how are you doing today, Marty? I am doing well. I'm very happy to be here. Um, I told you. <laughs> yep, we finally booked you. We've been trying to get Marty on the show for... Uh... <laughs> Um, I, I'm coming to you from my lair, the basement lair. Um, but no, I'm, I'm good. I, I told you earlier off, off air that we, that I went for a run. And when I say I, I mean we, because I, I brought Louisa in the stroller and, uh, you're running for two, running for two. Yeah. Um, so that was nice. And yeah, I'm trying to think what else is, uh, going on in my world, you know, just reading, working, um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Spending time <laughs> with my family. Um, we had a, a little game night for my husband's birthday the other night, so that was fun. Um, but I actually didn't get to finish a full game of Ticket to Ride, unfortunately. Because... Never played Ticket to Ride. Oh, you haven't? Well, we own it yeah. now if you want to come play sometime. <laughs> um, but I, Lulu wouldn't sleep so I, I kept having to abandon the game and go up and check on her. And then eventually I was just like, guys, just, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else play my cards or play something else. It's all good. Um, so, but yeah, no, life is good. You know, it's, it's, here we are. Uh, fall is on its way. <laughs> we're, we're really at the point where we're on, we're on call with each other for so long. 
<laughs> There's nothing else we, to say. When we actually, <laughs> we actually get here, it's like, yep. Uh, like, to to my surprise, this is the second time I'm hearing the story about going for a run. Mm-hmm. Shocking. <laughs> um, I, I'm just going to turn it over to you, Jack. How are you doing? Oh, man. It's some, like, living life like Michael Bay. Explosions <laughs> all the time. Very exciting. Awesome. Jump from a helicopter yep. with a beautiful woman. Perfect. Um, and uh, uh, we landed in a pile of gold that broke no one's legs. So <sighs> amazing. Uh, I don't. I, I don't want to say I'm the most impressive person. Um, <laughs> but I will. I will leave that for um, you to infer. The um, listeners, yeah, yeah. Based on all the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Um, it makes me think of um, uh, my so my mom, lovely Rosa. She uh, hates Dan Brown. Really? Okay. <laughs> okay. She, she hates she hates Dan Brown. All right. Um, and it's really entertaining when she hates um, something like <laughs> like Dan Brown because she's usually so ambivalent to so much. Yeah. Um, uh, and it and when she's she's like, okay, so this guy. He jumps out of a helicopter in, into the ocean, breaks his legs, swims to shore. He's fine, and he's an English professor. Oh, my God. That's so <laughs> funny. And it, it's up there with, with like, her, her critiques of Friends, where she, like, <laughs> hates, she hates the show Friends. It's not like, oh, yeah, just a bunch of attractive people with their not problems. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I love that. <laughs> Just these, these grand leaps. So it's yeah. like, yeah, living a very Michael Bay life. While yeah, your uh, average English professor. Um, <laughs> Clearly, this is what yeah. <laughs> this is this what is, we all is, do. This is how it rolls. Yeah, right? yeah, right on. <laughs> so, um, the importance of being earnest. I'm, I'm, I'm going in. Are you good? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Are you good to go? I'm in? excited. I love um, this play. So, uh. Obviously, before we get into the meat, um, we're going to talk about if we've read this before. Mm-hmm. But before we even get to that, I want to talk to you uh, about the fact that you and I are both theater people. Theater, yes. Uh, TM. Mm-hmm. Um, and to so much so, that's where we met mm-hmm. uh, in in the theater. Where the, the lovely theater. Where the friendship grew was the theater. Where, where it blossomed. Yes. Blossomed. I knew we'd be friends because I told you I listened to an interesting episode of a podcast, and the next time I saw you, you had listened to it's it. It's true. Um, and I was like, "Wow, that's, <laughs> that's usually something that you just say, oh, that's interesting.'" But then, like two months later, you forgot the person's name who you were talking to. <laughs> 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 uh-huh. Royal you, not specific yes, you. Yes, it took me a minute. <laughs> my 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 dear dear friend. I don't want people at home being like, wow, Jack's like actually an asshole. <laughs> no one would ever. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe Michael so, Bay, but you know. <laughs> so I I, I want to talk to you because because we're doing four plays. I've I've read half of them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as as you have as well. Um, for tonight. Yes. <laughs> I. I want to talk about the actor's curse a little bit. Are you familiar with the actor's curse? I am not. I'm so curious. The, act, the actor's curse 
is for people who act, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Blah, blah. Oh. Um, feels gross for me. People who act. Um, <laughs> performers. Uh, performers. <laughs> uh, so the actor's curse is this thing uh, where people who act... Uh, watching a movie or a TV show or watching a play or reading a play mm-hmm. um, cannot watch it without wondering which role they would play. Oh, yeah. Yep. Like, who who they would do. Mm-hmm. Who they would want to do. Um, and I think, it, it, for me, now, because I'm, I'm in a play, um, but it's a, it's such a mood to be like, oh, yeah, I can't I can't just read importance of being earnest without being like, could I do this wrong? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and um, to the point where I'm almost worried that it completely colors my uh, ability to engage with the the text, uh, literarily speaking. Because if we're looking at this from like a high school student perspective, majority of high school students don't read assigned plays. Yeah. Um, with <clears throat> the mindset. Of okay, how would how would we get this on its feet? Right, right. It's only the theater um, kids that are doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like I, I feel like we've we've all been there. Yeah. Right. You're you're in English class. You're reading Macbeth. Yeah. Um, the teacher's like, "Fuck it, we're gonna assign roles. It's gonna just it's gonna go faster that mm-hmm. way." All right, uh, Damien, um, you do theater. You'll you'll be Macbeth. And Damien's like, my time! Yes, yes. Um, so they're, they're like, whole, give, putting their whole ass yeah. into a performance. Um, it's like, yes! Huh! Oh, <laughs> Scotland! Thane of Cawdor! <laughs> yes! Um, and then you go to, like, the kid who just, like, who, who reeks of weed. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Who's, like, who, who doesn't even know he's reading for Banquo. Yeah. Um, and then he go. then you, like, it's Banquo's line, and he's like, uh, <laughs> my king. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Uh, and, and you're doing it. It's, a, it's, it's this thing of, like, okay, some people are just there because they legally have to be there. Yes. And some people are like, maybe there's a talent scout in this English classroom. Oh my god. <laughs> so so jumping off of that, I have a, a story related to the importance of being earnest and my first reading of it in, in high school English class. Um, we had to do some sort of assignment related to a thing that we had read in class that semester. And um, and what did I choose to do but play Cecily to the entire classroom? <laughs> and uh, and I was I was there with my little diary and like I didn't do a costume or anything like that. I wasn't that far gone, but like to me I was reading this play, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I would be Cecily. So I did it, I did my little my little British accent and everything. And um, years later my dear friend, my darling, told me, because she was in that class with me, she was like, oh my god, I was sitting there and I just wanted to die. And she was, <laughs> I was like, oh no! <laughs> and she was like, no, 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 it's not because you were bad. Like, you were fine and it was like totally like you to do this, 
But I, the yep. whole time mm -hmm. I'm sitting there just thinking, what would it be like if I did this? <laughs> and it was making me want to die inside. And I was like, okay, like still don't quite know how to take that. But <laughs> yeah, I feel like most other ways to present this information to me would have been kinder than the way that the information was presented to me. But yeah, I was just like, Oh my God, Marty, um... in English class, you were so ugly. You thought I was ugly? No. Why would you think that? Yeah, it was. The circumstances were <laughs> ugly. Um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, as a, as a high schooler reading this, I was like, yep, I would be Cecily. 100%. Yep. I have never yep. gotten to be in this play, sadly. And I'm pretty sure I am so, past the, the of past the level of age-wise. Oh, well, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not confident about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but well, it's like it's like it's, well, we should probably do a synopsis of the play, right? So, 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 well, uh, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say something else, but then I got so like, oh, I I'm having six thoughts right now, <laughs> and none of them are gonna get out. Yeah, I'm just so excited talking about high school theater. I mean, everyone's favorite thing to talk everyone's about. Everyone's favorite thing. <laughs> I it's loved, up there with small talk. I loved high school theater. <laughs> Every, everyone knows you talk about the weather, mm -hmm. you talk about the traffic, mm -hmm. you give a brief update about your health, mm. and then you give people your thoughts on high school theater. Absolutely. It's, it's number four. Yeah. It's number four on, on the crib sheet. In the pecking order. <laughs> uh, in the pecking order, of course. So um, the, the importance of being earnest. To give some background information on this... Um, and just flip to my, my notes. You have more than I do, I bet. My, ha my hastily drawn notes. Mm -hmm. The importance of being earnest. Published, which is weird to talk about with plays, publication. Yeah. Um, because I think that means, in the context of theater, when it was first produced. Okay. That's what um, I also wrote down. In 1895. Mm -hmm. um, written by Oscar Wilde. I think probably one of the, the biggest voices that we have from the, the Victorian period, the late oh, yeah. Victorian period. Yeah. Um, I think Oscar Wilde's one of those names that you kind of go to when we're talking about British literature. Um, uh, I like up there with, up there, I would say with Jane Austen. Yeah. Um, Shakespeare, probably not like as high on that level, but definitely higher than people like Christine de Pizan. Oh, yeah. Or no. Afra Ben. Right. Uh, right. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like, you say would... Oscar Wilde, and the general public knows that that name. Yeah. When I was, when I was teaching at um, UNH, mm -hmm. we had a staff meeting where they brought in um, a student... Like a, I like the student queer coalition. Okay. Uh, what whatever it was called to, to whatever it was called. <laughs> so, so so fucking insensitive. <laughs> you know whatever. Whatever it was fucking called. <laughs> no, I mean every school has its own like. You know, there, there's always a variation on like a GSA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> and, and I, I, I listen. I've been associated with like seven fucking different colleges. Yep. So that and they all have one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> so it was at UNH, and they came in to talk about like working with uh, kids who are non-binary, working with yeah. um, like facilitating curriculum that is inclusive mm-hmm. to to all identities, uh, what have you, and. This one student, they said, like, oh, isn't there this one, uh, there's this one quote that's from this great uh, author, um, I, I think, I, I want to say uh, T.S. Eliot, um, and uh, mind you, this is the English department oh that this gosh. that this, this student is uh, g- quoting literature yeah, to. Yeah. Um, so, so they go, I want to go, it's T.S. Eliot, I don't remember the quote, but they gave an Oscar Wilde quote. Um, and I shit you not, half the fucking room went, that's actually Oscar Wilde. Oh my god, that's um, amazing. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, he is, he was incredibly quotable. Like. Yes, yes. His, A lot of people say, like, if he had his hands on Twitter. Yeah, oh my like, god. Like, he'd, he'd do numbers. Oh, absolutely. He'd yes. do numbers. Yes. So, uh, in 1895, uh, Importance of Being Earnest comes out. The full title, The Importance of Being Earnest, A Trivial Comedy for Serious People. So good. Um, that's lovely, just right? Just that the, title, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was born in Dublin. Um, Dublin, Ireland. Not like Dublin, New Hampshire, for yeah. those of you wondering. <laughs> Though he did meet Walt Whitman. Oh, um, oh. And, and they probably kissed. Oh, uh, that's amazing. We have... We have um, written proof i believe it was either walt whitman who said i still have the taste of oscar wilde on my lips or oscar wilde having written i still have the taste of walt whitman on my lips something to that effect um uh, love to see it gorgeous and intense i love that (laughs) (laughs) right yeah um and uh he died in france Mm -hmm. so uh Born 1854 in Dublin, died 1900 in France at the age of 46 uh, from health complications following his imprisonment. Uh, phys- his imprisonment. He was physically depleted in prison, yeah. um, uh, you know, because of the uh, trial regarding his queerness. Yeah, and I was telling you um, that I just read just a, a while ago, probably. Uh, last year, November-ish, I read a really good play called Gross, Indec- Gross, Indecency, Gross Indecency by Moises Kaufman about those trials, and it was fantastic. I highly recommend everybody read that play. Um, yeah, I'll, I'm not familiar, so I'll have yeah, to Yeah, Yeah, my out. friend Nick lent me his copy. It was so good. Um, um, so. Yes, so uh, that happens. <clears throat> I don't want to refer to Oscar Wilde as a homosexual writer. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, because, because, uh, I'm more comfortable with using the label of a queer writer. I think that's totally uh, fair. Yeah. Uh, knowing that he was married. And he had uh, children. And, and he had children. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did not write his wife's ni- name down, but I do remember Alfred Douglas. That's off the top of the dome. Um, <laughs> But we're gonna plow through. Yeah. Um, and he was a a brilliant student. Mm-hmm. He was a decorated student. He he won awards for just being a uh, like an amazing student. He loved the classics, Roman mythology, Greek mythology, 
um, which really comes out because he wrote a lot of uh, fairy tales. Yeah, I actually I love his short stories. Like yeah. um, the He's one not that known I, for them. The one that I always think of is um, the birthday of the Infanta. Do you know that one? No. Oh, it's so good. It's like <laughs> oh, so it's like heartbreaking and tragic and beautiful and yeah. Um, I well, also. Well, I also love um, uh, the portrait of Dorian Gray. That's that's really good too. We'll we'll have to do it here. Yeah, um, yeah. Because the last time I read it, I did not love it. Oh really? Okay. <clears throat> yeah, and and Rosa hated it. <gasps> Interesting. Yeah, she absolutely hated it. Um, and she well, she doesn't like the English, does she? Oh wow. Well. <laughs> Too flowery. Ah, well. That uh, was yeah. what she had to say about Dorian Gray and Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, uh, oh, oh, boy. I bet that caused a, uh, a brouhaha at a dinner. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were going um, to uh, England and Scotland. And yeah. so she's like, I'll read a couple of the books. Um, I'm like, I'll a couple of the books. That's a whole thing. Um, but he, so he was, he was brilliant. He, he was brilliant. He was recognized for his success as a student. Mm-hmm. Um and uh yeah that's it i don't want to go into the the lurid details of yeah. his um in, internment yeah. um, because it's not necessary and i think it yeah. actually does a little bit of a disservice i agree um, just a, that like that's uh that's uh that's how it goes so importance of being earnest the play itself uh three acts mm-hmm. uh it follows um the shenanigans of Jack Worthing and Algernon Moncrief mm-hmm. um, as they try to find love with uh, Gwendolyn and Cecily. Um, but the catch is Gwendolyn and Cecily both have this thing where they're only attracted to men named Ernest. Which is so just hilarious. <laughs> yep. so, so we get into all, all of this farce yeah. that comes up with like the, the lies... That they told about being earnest and not being earnest, and then there's also the bunburying the and bunburying, and we'll talk yeah, about bunburying. I love bunburying, um, <laughs> um, and uh, all that. And so th- then the only other thing is uh, the specifically, I just want to mention Lady Bracknell. Yeah, because um, she's an iconic character. Oh, she's great. She, she's uh, she's sort of the the. the Exemplar of the social elite. She, yeah, she's sort um, of the the quintessential society matriarch. I feel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's she's very into the rules. Mm-hmm. She has all of these opinions, um, and a lot of these opinions uh, are sort of coming under uh, Wilde's scalpel mm-hmm. of saying, "Look how ridiculous this person is," but at the same time, everyone knows this person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and doing that. So. Uh, do you have anything? It's a it's a rough and ready synopsis, but I don't want to go I into. Mean, and then they tell this lie, yeah. and that leads to this shenanigan. No, no. I mean, I think everybody should just you know experience the play on their own and enjoy it because there's so much. Um, there's so many little yeah. witticisms and you know fun little side characters and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's delightful. That's I think that's so, the, one of the first notes that I wrote down was so delightful. It's just delightful. It's a great little play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, have you read this before? Yes, yes. This was probably I want to say this might have been my third time reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first time was in high school English, and then. Um, 
again, probably, probably just for fun, honestly, because I own this one. So, and I do love Oscar Wilde. So I think I must have revisited it at some point in my, you know, college years. Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, but I've never performed in it. I think I might have at one point, aside from performing in high school English class, um, I might have actually used like a monologue from it as well. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, how about you? Had, had you read this one before? I had I had read this before. Yeah. I, I read this I think in arguably my favorite English class of all time. Oh, nice. Um, it was British literary traditions. It was my sophomore year of my undergraduate degree, um, and we read this alongside with uh, alongside Jekyll and Hyde. Actually. Mm. Um, and uh, I just adored it. Yeah, I just adored it. It, it was so much fun. Um, and I was well into, oh, being an English major is going to be my personality mm -hmm. um, for a little while. And like, when, you, when you have fun, it's like, oh, we're going to read uh, Elizabeth Barrett Browning. And we're going to read um, uh, Lon Vall. And we're going to read like, all, all these things. And yeah, really yeah. like, it's like, oh, how juicy is this? Um, so it was definitely one of the more more fun things that you you read. Yeah. It, it's like it's like no one reads Orinoco. Well, no one reads Orinoco. But no one reads Orinoco um, because they think like even that like, for a fun. Lot of people yeah. Like, like what? Like what the fuck is this? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> it's like, people you don't do, know Afro Ben. People do and, read it, but <laughs> <laughs> but also you don't see Orinoco like performed at your local community theater. Whereas no. the importance of being earnest, I feel like it gets some stage play everywhere. Um, yeah. So um, that um, that that whole bit is going to be something where people are listening and be like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" <laughs> um, Thankfully, I refuse to explain. So I have read this before, um, and I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And it then led to, I have my Barnes & Noble copy. I have a couple copies of this. Nice. Um, well, because it's also highly anthologized. So mm -hmm. I have, I have like, the, a, a huge compendium of British literature. Oh, like the, fun. The thing they have for Oscar Wilde is the importance of being honest. Okay. Um, it would either have been that or excerpts from Dorian Gray. I think those are uh, okay. Those are recognized as the sort of titanic um, examples of his yeah. writing career. Despite the fact that people who like Oscar Wilde tend to have opinions, and it's like, okay, well, uh, Lady Windermere's fan, yeah, the fairy right. tales, all, all this, all this other, all this other stuff. Right. So, um, I, yes, it was a reread for me. Nice, nice. Um, yeah. So w with that. Let's uh, let's talk. Let's talk about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. Let's I have my little this. notes here, but I feel like I, I was just kind of planning on going off the cuff because, um, I just this this play is so, um, it's very witty and very cutting, but all in a very charming guise, and I think that that <laughs> like that really speaks to Wilde's ability to write because. Mm -hmm. Nobody is coming off as like a jerk, you know, but but they're definitely making um, these statements that you're like, ooh, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, there, there's one line that I always think of um, when Lady Bracknell is talking about, um, oh, I don't know, it's it's some some society woman, and they're like, 
she says something about, oh, you know, uh, I'll have I'll have you go to my beautician. I had so and so go to her, um, and she was hardly recognizable afterwards. And it's like even her husband didn't recognize her, and just like all of these little things that I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> um, and they're so it's just so funny, like and yeah. still so funny too. It's it, like I'm gonna try to find it right now. Um, she has this quote about the the Tory party, mm-hmm. um, which okay. So Jack says, "Well, I'm afraid I really have none. I'm a liberal un- unionist." And Lady Bracknell says, "Oh, they count as Tories. They dine with us." Oh my God. Um, <laughs> so that's that's really funny, but yeah. also it's a political yeah. Um, and the like. To, to the modern audience, I equate it to, there's this 30 Rock joke where they're counting the ballots mm-hmm. for the who's going to be the next president of the United States. Um, and Kenneth is talking about his write-in ballot, and he says, oh, well, I I didn't know who I wanted to pick, so I just wrote in the, the Lord's name. And then Alec Baldwin, as Jack Donaghy, says, oh, those are Republican, we count those. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, <laughs> Oh God, that show's so and, good. <laughs> and it's it's like it's so clever because yeah. actually you can easily adapt it, right? Um, because at, at its core, something very human. Like everyone's met mm-hmm. these people before, and mm-hmm. the, like who have these sort of political these political lenses through which they're viewing the world and how they're um, doing. It. And then we sort of come into a bit of like what Mal- Mac- Malcolm Gladwell put. Malcolm Gladwell has to say about like political satire. Yeah. Which is, does it do anything? Ah, okay, yeah. Does it do anything? Because if uh, you're you're doing, like, successful, uh, satirical, political comedy, all, like, all parties involved are going to assume that the butt of the joke is the opposite party. Mm-hmm. Or, or the opposition to their thing. So if someone's being ridiculous, it's like, oh, they're being ridiculous. And like, oh, they're making the other people look ridiculous. Yeah. Like, does it do anything? Right, right. Um, and, and we can actually make an argue that this is indicative um, of uh, Wilde's wit. Yeah. Of like, okay, here, here's a joke about the political party. It It, it is equal parts joke and commentary. Yeah. And they kind of cancel each other out. Right, right. Yeah. It's like, it's much harder to get angry or justifiably angry, despite the fact that people still will. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. Being human. Yeah. Um, but it's it's shrouded. Yeah. It's shrouded. It's like, in the classic, oh, can you take a joke? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. And it's, it's, yeah, I, uh, I'm not going to be... Um, as witty as as wild in talking <laughs> talking about this, but one of the things that I wrote down was that it it is kind of crazy how topical and applicable a lot of this humor still is. Like mm-hmm. we're talking stuff that's you know what 150 years old. Am I doing the math right? Probably not. Um, so you have 19 uh, to 2000. So that's 100 so that's years. 100, uh, so 120 years, years old, 125 years old-ish. Um, is, yeah, these, I mean, these jokes, they still land, which I think is, you don't have to be, 
I don't think that you have to be like a, a, a Victorian English scholar to go and laugh <laughs> at the importance of being earnest, you know, even it, it's, it's yeah. It's not like it's not like Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah. Where and like, I'm coming from, I'm I'm a firm believer that Shakespeare should be performed. Yes, um, agree. I'm also a firm believer that Shakespeare's role in the classroom is overinflated, mm. um, and that and that's something that uh, I will probably uh, get in fights with uh, about <laughs> Shakespeareans, uh, like with Shakespeareans, and Shakespearean yeah, yeah, scholars yeah. Right. about it. Um, but as an actor, it's just fun. And as yeah. a student, it's not less so. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, would this elective be better suited if it was a whole unit on uh, Elizabethan theater? Mm. Um, are we going to ignore Christopher Marlowe? Oh, <laughs> poor Marlowe. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Never gets his time to shine. <laughs> um, a, lot of, a lot of deep Brit lit jokes in this one. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Oh my god. Um, uh, but like, if you are performing Shakespeare, and you're performing Shakespeare at like a Shakespearean conference, yeah, they are going to be the best fucking audience for you, right? Right. Because they have studied, they have PhDs in understanding your joke. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like that's just how it is. It is our like we do have about like two or three hundred years uh, of more recent of this being jokes. more recent than, yeah <laughs> of more recent jokes uh, yeah. for this and I, I think I think that's why it's not it's not like you're comparing apples to oranges I feel like you're it's kind of comparing like a red delicious apple to like a golden delicious apple mm-hmm. it's like it, it's apples to apples which is also a, a phrase that we use um really really on the ball with that one yeah and, yeah <laughs> and, and so it is more accessible wow yeah. that, that that was like what three minutes of our lives that's to totally say, fine with it's you. good i like it <laughs> i'm sorry i just want to make sure i thought i heard a, a child wailing upstairs and i want to make sure that it's <laughs> that i'm just hearing things and everything's okay yeah it's okay do you want me to vamp uh no it's it's fine i'm just gonna send a quick text and i'll yeah. i'll narrate as i do that everything no, okay, okay that's great up there um you should share your home phone number <laughs> as well yes. anybody who wants to get in touch with me um <clears throat> So call us at five 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 <laughs> one two three four um, eight zero zero eight. <laughs> do we do we want to talk about the bunburying? Because um, I yes, yeah. I I did some research on bunbury. Oh, good. Specifically, okay. Um, because they don't shut up about it. It's true. Yeah. Um, and Seed you can argue that, <laughs> and you can argue that the concept of bunburying is central to the the plot yes um do you want to start i'll, I'll throw i'll throw this at sure. you because i'm just gonna <laughs> ramble and i'm gonna talk and it's then you're gonna look good. at you're gonna look at my track and it's good and so you're just gonna see like the blue waves and my mom's gonna be like did marty even talk this episode so so the bunburying for those who have not read the play or seen it um is a uh so what it is is um, Jack and Algernon are the two the two men folk in the play, and they each have sort of a way to get out of town um, to avoid social obligations that they 
they want to avoid or to have some fun and not get called out for it. So for um, for Jack Worthing, it is um, he has a horrible brother named Ernest um, who gets up to all sorts of, uh, uh, I don't know, partying that is... Um, would not be deemed appropriate. Um, he gets up to party. Gets up to partying. I don't know how else to say it. No, um, no, you're <laughs> in town, and um, he is able to tell his family, like, "Oh no, no, that wasn't me. It's um, it's my poor, my poor brother Ernest. He he can't seem to get his life together." Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, so he's Ernest in town and Jack in the country, and. Um, for Algernon, he has a an invalid friend named Bunbury, who he's always having to run off to Bunbury's bedside and take care of him so that he can avoid obligations such as dinner with his Aunt Augusta, aka Lady Bracknell. Um, so that is that's a that's is that a pretty good uh, assessment of what Bunburying is? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, oh. Louisa is a little sad, but daddy's in the room with her. <laughs> about the economy? Uh, yes. <laughs> she woke up crying about it, like you do at six months old. <laughs> yeah, that famous six-month-old nightmare of the invisible hand. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, so I'm just going to say, you know, let me know if you need me, but I think she'll be okay. Um, so, so Jack, um, have a question I have for you. Have you ever had a Bunbury (laughs) in, in your life? Like, oh my God. Once I went to uh, Philadelphia for a weekend Mm -hmm. and I only spoke in an Irish accent. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those moments where I was like, there are less rules than we think there are. (laughs) I was by myself for a whole weekend. Huh. I was all like, y- you know what no one will care about? <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so so that's just what I did. So two, two days. Wow. I, I sat next to like strangers at the bar. Yeah. Like, oh, patio furniture. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's great. I really <laughs> like that. But... Um, I uh, really no. I'm yeah. very I'm not uh, an authentic person, but <laughs> I am not. Authentic I am. <laughs> yeah, I was I was reading this and trying to think of like have there been times that I've like done the Bunbury, right? And like it's always just little stuff. Like oh, I got caught <laughs> in traffic, but actually I went and got a latte. You know, like little, <laughs> little things like that, um, which I think we all do, right? I, I remember once when we were at, uh, like, in the show together, mm-hmm. um, you showed up, like, five minutes late to rehearsal with ice cream, and you said, "So yeah, sorry, I'm late. I was getting ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and I was all like, I respect the grind. <laughs> That's right. I can't remember the name of that place, but they had good ice cream. It was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It I know the place. Being five minutes late. <laughs> Never. It was like pumpkin ice cream. It's not important. It's not. It's not yeah. important. Um, so I'm not much of a bun myself. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but I am interested in what Bunburying means for the text mm-hmm. and for the state of Victorian England. Indeed, yes. Um, so, I, what, what I find interesting, you know, I'm just picking syllables to just spew out of my mouth. Just speak. Um, <laughs> is the concept of the double life. Mm, mm-hmm. So this is not something that is isolated to... Oscar Wilde. Of course not. If we look at other, other Victorian writers, as uh, like we we need not go far. We can go to Robert Louis Stevenson, mm-hmm. who's writing about like Jekyll and Hyde. Jekyll and Hyde is all about the concept of of the double life. Yeah. Like, the you know, the duplicitousness of of being like yeah you're a good person but you're also a bad person. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really deep stuff. Oh yeah. And, <laughs> um. The importance of being earnest kind of tackles the same thing, albeit in a much more lighthearted way. Yeah. Um, and, and so what I like about Bunburying as a concept in the, the, the framework of this play is that it still gets at this sort of Victorian attribute. Yeah. Um, or this Victorian concern of you have your your frontmost facing life mm-hmm. and then you have your backmost facing life mm-hmm. where it's like I have the, my duties to society and then I have um, not duties to the self but the the interests of the self yeah yeah um, and the sort of cu- coming into play um, and we could see in this play the concept of the, the double life is ridiculous yeah um, it's it's ridiculous and it goes completely like it goes, I suppose, it goes critiqued in this play, but it never is affected in any meaningful way. Mm-hmm. Um, so while we're like, oh, these characters are in ridiculous circumstances, we're not going to do anything about the circumstances. We are going to just change ourselves. Yeah. To meet them. Yeah. Um, and like it shows, like at the end, they change their names. Right, right. Uh, ra- rather than like that, the sensible thing. If they didn't change their names to be earnest, <laughs> there would be no, there would be no play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, I think I, the thing that I I enjoy so much about the the Bunburying in the context of the of the Victorian era is that there is this this like Victorian morality and code and like you know way mm-hmm. the way of presenting yourself to society and this is just calling it out like okay like i as you know i go home to the country and i'm jack and i'm so upright and 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 um moral and i'm i'm raising my um my ward to be you know educated and and uh serious minded and all this stuff and really he's not you know and it's just like the the real him is is earnest you know is the the silly brother off partying in the city Mm -hmm. and um and the real Cecily is the the girl that is writing in her diary, you know, like the the persona that is living inside of herself, even though she's, you know, going by the book and, and listening to her tutor and doing all of that stuff. So I just I like I like the way that he's just kind of calling out like why are we 
why are we all so wound up about this? You know, like, <laughs> why, why are we so into yeah. judging each other when, look at, we're all doing it, right? <laughs> like, we're all presenting this face yes. to society. I believe we're all subjected to a communal clenched asshole. Yeah, exactly. It's like, and, and he's, but he's calling it out in such a, like, fun way and such a, um, like, lighthearted, it's not like, you know, down with, I, it's, okay, it's similar to the Barbie movie, right? Like, <laughs> it's, it's um, saying, like, look at the damage that the patriarchy is doing, but it's also saying, like, Ken thinks the patriarchy is all about horses. Like, oh, my God, like, how stupid is this, you know? Uh, I have clear opinions, but we can still have fun with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I just, I think... I think that that is a message that's going to reach a broader spectrum of of audience and therefore mm-hmm. society. Um, and uh, so it's I easier think... to not have an audience shut down. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even then, you're still gonna have people who shut down. Oh, but, totally. Right. Um, I think of like all of uh, all of the boyfriends who were broken up with after the <laughs> after their partner saw the the Barbie movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I just um, I feel like Wild is yeah. He's he's really nailing it in this one. You know, just like calling out the the silliness of this um, this I don't know. I don't want to say moral code, but this this facade. It's a comedy of manners. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, it's first and foremost a comedy of manners. Yeah. Uh, you so you said uh, really nailing it in this one, and I, I like to look at that in context of some of his other plays. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, four four or five, I think four. Um, I've I read all of them. I know an ideal uh, husband, lady, an Wonder ideal Mary's husband. Fan. A woman of no importance, Lady Windermere's fan, importance of being earnest. Yeah. Those are the ones that I, I know off off the dome. Um, so I, uh, in college, I was in Lady Windermere's fan. Oh um, yes, I've heard about this. It, it was it is because we still have the play. It is a four act play. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we do it on the pod someday. Uh, yeah. But uh, I texted you when I read this. Uh, the importance of being earnest is a play that just goes. Mm-hmm. It's like, you, I, in fact, I would say the slowest part of the entire play is the very beginning mm. with Algernon and the manservant Lane right. sort of going back and forth. I would say that's the slowest because it's sort of revving up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but a- after you get after you get through that, it, it's just like, okay, we're in it now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're playing now. Um, and... So like so many of his other plays are just so much slower. Yeah. Uh, it's so like oh here's the establishing scene and then here's this character yeah. and then we'll have a fun ball for Act Two and then we'll come back <laughs> and then at the end of Act Three oh, it'll be important and great and then the world will shatter then Act Four you know I'm, yeah. I'm I'm really just being critical of basic of some basic theater structure. <laughs> um, Fair. But we, we, it's not. This isn't that. Yeah, yeah. Right? And this is, even though he didn't have, like, an absurd amount of plays, uh, it does feel like by the time we get to Importance of Being Earnest, he sort of cracked a code a little mm-hmm. bit. He sort Absolutely. of figured out, like, like 
okay, we can just get here. Yeah, he's got, like, he's got the rom-com code down, right? Like- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's like, okay, in, instead of sort of skirting around and being silly and critical of high society, let's just cut to the chase. Yeah. Let's cut cut to the, the goofs and gaffs and, uh, and play around. Sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> It's your is your baby. She I, I can just hear her. I think I'm hearing the monitor, so it's making it worse because it's like louder. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. It's all tut, good. Tut. Tut, tut tut. Tut tut. I know. It's okay. <laughs> she she's up there being neglected. She's fine. She's fine. <laughs> her daddy's with her. It's fine. I just it's that whole, you know that damn instinct kicking in that's like Yep. Oh, I know it well. My five little I ones. I know. Your five little ones are so quiet right now. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> uh, I put some Advil PM in there. Yeah, milk. yeah, yeah. So Fair. I should do that. It didn't even time. dissolve. <laughs> Why is this milk crunchy? <laughs> A little Benadryl in the bubba. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, except, except Bandit. Bandit's right here. Oh, good old Bandit. She's taking dictation. Uh, <laughs> That shorthand course is paying off. (laughs) (laughs) Ben, it's like, someday I'm going to be a stenographer. (laughs) Whatever child dreams of. (laughs) So, um... (laughs) Uh, so... (laughs) Sorry, just the idea. The idea of going to, uh, like, a kindergarten. When I I was a preschool teacher, uh, we went around the room, um... And, you, you know, you have the, the magic talking ball. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, you're going to take the ball, and when you have the ball, you're going to tell everyone what your favorite animal is. They were doing, like, an animal unit. Mm-hmm. And the ball goes goes around, like, I think, like, six of them said eagle. Cool. Um, it's really sweet. And then, like, they gets to, like, the second to last one, they hand it to little Darren. And they're like, Dar- Darren, what's, what's your favorite animal? And Darren goes... Uh, my favorite animal is uh, Darth Vader. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it's really, really sweet and really pure. Oh, I love so that. I like the idea of passing a talking ball yeah. around a circle, and I eat like a kid's like, "I'm gonna be a fireman. I'm gonna be an ice cream man." And then you get to the third one, and little Darren's like, "I'm gonna work in upper mill management." Yeah. Oh my and god. And Susie's like, "I'm gonna be a stenographer." A stenographer. <laughs> <laughs> Solid so, career choices. <laughs> so, with that, it, we're we're just about time for rabbits. Do you have any uh, any final thoughts on uh, on this before we go into no, that? No, I just other than I just. I love it. I love this play. I'm happy I got to read it again. How about you? It's lovely. Final thoughts? No, it's a blank canvas upstairs. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Rabbit. I hate rabbit. If there's anything I hate more than a rabbit, it's two rabbits. Hello and welcome to Rabbits. This is the segment at the end of the show where we rate our book on a scale of none to five rabbits. Uh, You're allowed to give a decimal rabbit. Just don't think too hard about what it means to give something half of a rabbit. So, Marty, 
The Importance of Being Earnest by Oscar Wilde. How many rabbits are you going to give this one? So, I'm gonna. I'm just going to be bold. And I'm, I'm going to go five. Five rabbits. Go five. I love it. I love this play. I had written down four, and now I'm sitting here, and I'm like, no, it's, it's five. I just, <laughs> I, every time I read this, I laugh out loud. I enjoy it. I would love to be in it at some point in my life. If any directors are listening, hit me up. Um, but yeah, yeah, five. It's it's great. Marv, come in here. <laughs> uh, I just listened to this podcast where they... <laughs> They're, they're reading all these books that you read in. You remember English class? Yeah. Well, have I got a misprism for you? I, just, I have this idea. We're going to produce the importance of being earnest. You, you, you heard of this one? Marv, you heard of this? Mar- Marv. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Have I got the Cecily for you? Um, how about you, Jack? How many rabbits? I'm going to give it four. Cool. Um, I was pretty sure I was going to go in with four, and I will not be swayed this week, Damn. as I usually am. Because um, <laughs> I do uh, I do love this play. I do think it's very funny. I think it's very cutting. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, I don't think it is as accessible um, mm. as uh, maybe I would like it to be. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. Because I, I, I don't see... A lot of um, stu- like students just picking this up and just loving it. Ah, um, oh, that's... I, I think... Huh, okay. I think the barrier to entry is still high because if you're reading homework, even if it's fucking hysterical, yeah. it's still homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and when you're doing something for homework, often the, the last reaction you're going to have is laughter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and... As as theater people and as bookish yeah. people, I, right. I I think we we like understand. It's like oh, this is actually very funny. Mm-hmm. It's very charming. You can visualize it, um, just just very clearly. Um, that said, I don't think many people would be able to just pick this up and read it. One because people don't really do that with drama. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not something. If you're gonna pick up and read something for fun, it's gonna be prose. Yeah, it's gonna be poetry. Yeah. Uh, it's less so good. No one's going to be like, ooh, a screenplay? <laughs> Don't mind if I do. <laughs> it just, it's just Listeners, doesn't work like that. I wish you could see Jack's <laughs> <laughs> physicality of that. <laughs> that was delightful. <laughs> so I, I'm going to give it four. Cool. Um, and then, w- like, when we review uh, next week's play, mm. you can just be bad at me for being <laughs> hypocritical about this one. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Uh, but, yeah. But but four. Okay. It's I, good. Yeah. It's, it's good solid. Play. Yeah. I like it um, many. Many. Many rabbits. I'd say, I, I would say I like it four. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, so, any any parting shots on importance of being an artist, or let's tie a bow on this. Uh, let's tie a bow. I like it. Let's, t- let's yeah. tie a bow. Yeah. 
All right, we have been the Summer Reading Podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, our music is by Nathan Morrissey. He's a good lad. You can find him on Instagram at nathan.morrissey77. Our editor is my brilliant, amazing, wonderful, lovely, brilliant mother, Rosa Maria. Woo. You can find her on Instagram and on Etsy at Crochetwell. And you can find her at her website, crochetwell.com. Yeah. I have been your professor. My name is Jack. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at JackFromTV, and you can also find what I'm up to at JackFromTV.com. I have some, uh, by the time this airs, I should have some short short stories out in the so world. So exciting. Oh, my gosh. Uh, if you want to read my writing, what I've been up to, you can find all that at JackFromTV.com. Yay. And I'm Marty. I have, I, I have been your librarian. And um, you can find me on Instagram at Marty underscore... T-H-E-K. Um, I don't have a website. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Um, You're kind of lumped into my website right now. Oh, cool. All right. Well, I have a page for summer reading. (laughs) Perfect. And I don't not mention you. Well, thanks. I can. (laughs) (laughs) The podcast that I single-handedly... And then every episode is just you. I do both parts. It's just your audio. (laughs) What I do is you send me your audio, and then I re-record what you say. <laughs> and then I send those two tracks to my mom. Oh, my God. <laughs> what an amazing hot mess that would be. <laughs> I think you should do it now, just for fun. Um, and, oh, yes, you should email us and let us know what you think of our show. Um, the email address is summerreadingpodcast at gmail.com. Please write to us. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know if there's something you'd like us to read. Yeah. Um, that's great. We're, we're getting through it. I think at this rate, we're going to run out of um, books, all of them. Oh, my God. Every single one. Yeah. There's only, like, probably 1,236 books. That sounds like a that exists. wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure I'm correct. Uh, so thank you for listening. <laughs> Um, well, won't you please join us next week where we read Our Town by Thornton Wilder. Yay. See you then. Bye.